Welcome to the Intentional Leaders Podcast. We're on episode 90, when you have to give yourself a good talking to. Welcome to Intentional Leaders. This podcast is not just for leaders, rather for anyone who wants to make an impact on the world, professionally or personally. My passion and purpose is to provide tips, tools, and resources that I've learned throughout my career, working with large and small organizations, profit and non, and also as an entrepreneur. I've had the joy to teach thousands of individuals who, like you, are trying to navigate this crazy and complex world. So here's to doing that successfully and intentionally. This is super funny, but maybe it's not funny to you, but it is to me because I knew my father and he would get mad. And when he got mad, he would stop talking uh, to you know, whoever he was mad at, like me or anybody else. And so that's how, that's one of the ways that he handled his stress or his anger is I'm just not going to talk to you because he didn't want to talk about it, of course. And what's interesting is when he did something dumb or silly or stupid, he would say, I'm not talking to myself right now. And I always thought it was funny. I'd be like, dad, are you angry with yourself? Are you not talking to yourself? And he'd be like, yeah, I am. And so today I want to talk about when you do have to give yourself a good talking to. This means you actually talk with words. However, in this episode, we're going to talk with words to you in your own brain. Because in last week's episode, I asked you to consider your most challenging employee. Remember that? If you have not listened to that episode, go back and check it out before you listen to this one because this will make more sense. I wanted you to get that vision in your head of your most challenging employee and consider all the thoughts and feelings that you had about them. Wasn't that fun? I don't know if you picked out an employee or a coworker or an associate or your boss. I don't know who that person was, but I hope you were able to channel what it was that they were doing or not doing that annoyed you so. I mean, how often do we get the chance just to reflect and crystallize what someone else is doing that really bugs us? However, the mind-bending challenge in this storyline is you and understanding just why this employee or this individual is a challenge and looking at it that you're the challenge that you have to figure out you in order to shift the relationship with them. Because are they like you? Are they the opposite of you? Are they not being compliant and accountable? What in the world are they doing or not doing that makes you so crazy? And the kicker is, and always was, that you're the challenge. Maybe you stopped listening to last week's podcast episode at that point, and you thought, that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. Cindy's lost it. But I totally get that. What I want you to consider is that when someone is challenging to us and for us, they present us with an opportunity for self-reflection. Only with that kind of insight can we truly understand how to connect and engage and to align ourselves and even discuss the issues with that other individual in a way that is open and collaborative. And you want that, right? Because think of the opposite. The opposite is that you dread seeing this person and you experience them and you find all the reasons why they're so challenging. And then you seek that evidence out, confirming all their annoying habits and practices. And maybe you even carry it home to your supportive partner or spouse who loves (laughs) to hear about it, or your favorite furry friend seeking comfort and, well, 
let's be honest, we want the acknowledgement that we're not the crazy and annoying one. They are. Case closed. But what this means is that you are then still carrying around all that stress, the negative voices in your head, which more than likely spill out into your behaviors around that person. And then just maybe they trust you less and act even more annoying (laughs) and the spiral continues. But you know what? Your mental health is at stake here. So understanding the situation and your contributions and how to resolve it, man, it is just healthier. She says, while eating popcorn for dinner, fully knowing that we don't always choose the healthy options. And I realize that. But here are some thoughts to consider as you talk to yourself about you and this other individual. You got to figure out what the issue is. There must be some difference between what you want or expect and what you're experiencing. And there's a gap there, right? Maybe you want someone who's better at planning and all you're getting is chaos. Maybe you need collaboration and what you're getting is competition. Maybe you want teamwork and what you're getting is someone individually focused on themselves. Maybe you want problem solving and all you're getting is complaints. Whatever that is, figure it out, sort it out. What is bothering you? Determine the why. Let those emotions go and just isolate the facts. Once you have the facts, what impact does it have on you? Does it really have an impact? Does it affect your contributions or your leadership or your results? Does this person report to you or not? And once you really clarify what the situation is, what is going on, why is it occurring, and the impact that it has on you, then you have some choices to take some action. Taking action when we're under stress is an excellent strategy for our emotional well-being. Here are some questions to ask yourself, and there's going to be four categories here of actions you can take, and you can definitely take more than one. Number one, can you avoid this person or lessen your contact with them? Now, that's not always feasible, especially at work, and especially if it's your direct report or your boss, but other associates or peers, lessening the contact you have with them, if it's possible, may give you the time to both assess the situation and calm down that stress reaction pattern. When we're in an annoyed state with someone, it's hard and challenging to reframe it in the moment and to make a different choice. The second question to ask, other than can you avoid this person, is how can you alter yourself or the situation? Because you can alter yourself and do something differently with them. You can discuss those challenges with them. If it's your employee, give them the feedback. Be clear and kind and direct and hold them accountable for change and then either praise them when they do or they get better or hold them accountable when they don't change. If it's a peer or if it's your boss, it's much more difficult to talk about the situation, but it's very doable. Entering into a collaborative dialogue and discussing a relationship is so important for all of us. And if that doesn't work, you know what? You can change your role or you can change the organization you work for. I know those are pretty dramatic choices. A lot of us would say, no, I can't do that. But you always have a choice. You have a choice to remain in a situation and work with people who may sometimes make you crazy. 
If that's the case and you decide you want to stay and you choose to stay, the third question is, can you change the way that you talk in your mind about this person? Because right now, chances are you're giving them a lot of power. In the book, Crucial Conversations, they have this really great concept. They talk about our stories. Whenever we tell a story and think about how you characterize this challenging individual, we have the villain story, like they are so mean, or they're so annoying, or they're so bossy, or they're so competitive. It could be the villain story. It could be we are the victim story. It could be they are taking advantage of us. They're always piling on work. They're overcommitting us, whatever it is. So victim, villain. And the third is there's nothing I can do about it. I am completely helpless. But I think it's interesting when you think about how you talk about this person. And I mean, like, (laughs) at home or, you know, not to them or around other people at work. But are you engaging in any villain, victim or helpless stories? Because each of those three is very disempowering. What you're basically doing is giving them power, you're taking it away from you as if you are at the effect of that person, which is not true. In this area, changing the way you talk in your mind about this person means you reframe the situation and you choose to think about them differently. You need to create a more neutral thought about them, give them less power over you, and then practice that mindset shift. That is doable. That is a choice. And then the last question and the last choice is this, are you willing to accept that all human beings are complicated, messy, and we're all just doing the best we can? Can you accept them and their foibles just as many people are probably accepting yours? Can you practice grace, compassion, and acceptance for this individual? That is also a choice. Once you understand the challenges associated with your situation, you could either lessen your time with them, you can alter yourself or your situation, change the way you talk in your mind about this person, or accept that they are a complicated, messy human being. And by choosing one or more of these options, you are giving yourself agency. You are giving yourself power. And agency, personal agency, means that we're prone to action and moving towards what we want. What that results in is a lot less stress and a lot greater happiness because we feel more in control of our actions and our consequences. And don't you want more of that? So when you have to give yourself a good talking to, remember the immortal words of Martin Lloyd-Jones. And what he said is, have you realized that most of your unhappiness in life is due to the fact that you're listening to yourself instead of talking to yourself? Ponder that. Join me next week for another Lessons Learned interview with a self-starting entrepreneur. You're going to love her.